Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host, but you've got to be kidding me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and Liam will do bits and whatnot. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Super J-Cast. Your ears do not deceive you. It is that time of year again. The annual World Tag League Takeover is upon us for the third year in a row. I am Lawrence Korber. I am again joined by my lovely wife, the bilingual bombshell, Evelyn Paymont. Salut, salut. Hey, babe. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's, uh... It's a great moment of the year, the World Tag League. We're all excited. Let's talk about it. Very excited. We have a couple <laughs> things we need to touch on first and foremost. Um, before we dig into not only the KOPW show on the 17th, the last show before the World Tag League, uh, we're also going to give a quick shout-out to Tommy Hiroishi, who was officially inducted into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Ooh. So congrats to Big Tom, the Stone Pitbull. Um, there was a big debate about whether or not he was worthy of yeah. getting into this Hall of Fame. I hear it. I hear it. I always find it weird when they put people in the Hall of Fame that are still competing. Okay, you think like it should be a, a conversation till after a career is completed. Yes. But I do understand some wrestlers wrestle... Pretty much till the end, so it well, could, could be long for some people exactly, to get in the Hall exactly. of Fame. And also, it's an interesting conversation, too, because sometimes wrestlers wrestle for so long that, you know, their their peak is 15, 20 years in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at a current, like, if you look at Tenzan today, you're like, who is this guy, right? You're not going to go back and watch, like, oh, he's shit, in 2008, 2009, this guy was the baddest motherfucker on the planet or whatever, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a it's a cool thing for him. Sure, he's never been a world champion, never been the top guy, but I feel like Tomohiro Ishii has this level of excitement when you jump into a match and you go, who's he wrestling? Who's he against? You know? And I think that's... We uh, know that that person fighting him is going to have a hard time. Yeah. And they're going to have to throw some elbows and get headbutted and dropped on their fucking head. <laughs> and it's wonderful. <laughs> we like it. Yes. So congrats to Big Tom. Uh, another big piece of New Japan news that came out this week, officially signing with AEW, Will Ospreay. Oh, are we losing him? He's released some uh, some information on Twitter and on social media saying that he's not leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's going to be doing both. So maybe it's a situation where he's going to be going back and forth. That's great, though. Which is something I would like to see. Which he's know. doing already, but I guess that it's just the ratio is going to be switched. Instead of doing more New Japan 
yeah. less AEW is going to be more AEW and less New Japan. I really don't want him to get lost in the roster of AEW. He's on the right path. I mean, he's been doing very big matches whenever he's there in AEW. Right. But yes. we have the perfect example of Jay White. Uh, the start of Jay White's career in AEW was a little rough, you know? Yeah, I mean, not featured as a, as a top guy out of the gate. Uh, I feel like his most recent story with MJF has been kind of uh, disappointing in terms of what we know Jay White is capable of. I know we were at a certain level of fatigue with Jay White. Uh, but to see him, you know, losing to MJF, who's already wrestled once in the evening and is hobbling around on one leg is not really, I guess, what we were all imagining for Jay White. I have to say that uh, his last match in the new tournament that they're having was pretty cool. So that's He defeated a, Roosh. Yeah, I feel like we're going to see him very victorious into that uh, new round robin how do they call it uh, the uh, continental continental Challenge. classic yeah or as uh, new japan's will call it the g3 <laughs> the g3 may be a climax possibly blue balls <laughs> oh yeah i hear a lot of people what is that how is it working i'm like dudes it's like the g1 please get up get up to date new japan fans are rolling their eyes like you've never heard of a round robin tournament what do you mean they all wrestle each other i don't understand what do you mean they're not eliminated he lost what are you talking about uh, yeah i love it so yeah shout out to jay white on that one uh, how many times did you say just give the guy a mic just give jay white a mic just jay white will carry his own weight if you just give him a live microphone so that makes me kind of apprehensive to see what they do with will osprey and I mean, he has had a crazy year. Obviously, fight, fighting Jericho and Wembley uh, at All In. You and I were lucky enough to see him live. We saw Omega Osprey 2 uh, in Toronto for the Forbidden Door, which was a hell of a time. Yes, I, I wanted to come back on that. I wanted to share the joy with you guys of us having the privilege to go to Toronto and see live the Forbidden Door show 2023. Oh my God, what an experience. Incredible. I mean, just being there and being able to clap for our New Japan champions and our New Japan favorites live in front of us, sing their songs. I was going crazy. I lost my voice on the first show because we went to both shows. There was a collision, collision the night show before, that yes. was the night before and then the Forbidden Door the next day. I literally lost my voice. I, And it was funny because you would see a lot of AEW fan at the collision show being like, who? Why is she screaming like that? And I'm just going crazy. It's ELP. It's a fantasma. <laughs> that was I was a yeah. It was very fun. We we had a blast. We brought our towels. We brought our fans. That's right. <laughs> it was a good time. We had tremendous seats. We had the first row of the of the of the kind of the second bowls. We had an unobstructed view to the ring, which was tremendous. Mm -hmm. um, we, we stayed in the strangest anime-themed Airbnb <laughs> in, in, near downtown Toronto, which was just absolutely strange. It was obviously a place that was not meant, meant for housing. <laughs> not at all. It was definitely a commercial building that someone adapted. Um, there was a couple of homeless people uh, sleeping underneath the, uh, the walkway. You could barely close the doors to go to the bathroom. That's correct, yeah. And the bathroom was 
the tight, like you're sitting on the toilet and your knee is pressed into your other knee. <laughs> like you can't move either way. Like it was madness. But let's, let's face it. It was all worth it. How, tell me, tell me how cool it was to see your childhood, um, legend sting. Yeah. Teaming up with your now f- favorite yeah. New Japan yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestler Naito. I think I've never seen Sting wrestle live before. So for me, and even though he's not, we're not talking late 90s peak Sting, right? We're talking about 2023 Sting, but still to see him live is just cool. Is you cross another name off the list of, oh, I've seen this guy mm-hmm. live. And to see him and Naito wrestle in the same ring is insane. Even though, of course, it's not the greatest match. Sure, it goes on weird place in the card. These guys are wearing their t-shirts. It's not the greatest match of all time, but for me to be there, to see it, to be a, like experience it, uh, something I'll never forget. It was tremendous. To talk about weird place on the card, do you remember the New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion, heavyweight champion, Sanada, Sanada yes. had a match against <coughs> Jungle Boy Jack Perry in ninth out of like 16 matches nine yeah. out ninth out of 14 matches yeah it was the so champion weird. is not even headlining this show no like what's happening with sanada come on i mean i think i think especially for the western fan base the, the people who are going to be big draws you have obviously kazuchika okada you know osprey match is going to be big you know you bring in tetsuya naito sanada's just not at that caliber like he still is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, but I think from you know a fan perspective, I think everyone is not really there. Sorry to see Sonata. You know, like Sonata's a nice little wrestler or whatever, but yeah. I like him. I think he has a good look now. I think him leading a faction is nice for him, but I think you know he doesn't have the star, the caliber of those other guys. Mm-hmm. It was, and I it think was... Forbidden Door was kind of like a very egregious example of that. Exactly. You saw you saw the big difference in how he is welcomed in America yeah. and how he is welcomed in Japan. That people really love him back there. Sure, and look, that that's all fine. But like to be in that arena, like the biggest pop of the night, the biggest reaction of the night was during the Kenny Omega Osprey match, where Osprey dumps Omega on his head and he kicks out at one. Omega just starts pounding the mat, and everyone's going fucking insane. Yeah, that was huge. And then you see the other reactions that you know made you feel like you were in this this big energy, uh, you know Okada coming out, Brian Danielson coming out, Sting, Naito, these guys that are fucking larger, Jericho, these larger than life guys. And Sonata came out, and everyone was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. Sonata's here. He's wearing a robe. He looks like a an angry Magician. an angry D and D wizard. You know, like someone's like, what if my what if he had like bard charisma?" But he was, like, good at magic. You know, like, it feels like that. Like, it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, a match... Putting him with Jack Perry is also not... I don't, know, I don't know if it does him any favors. Not at all. I don't know if anyone is really... Where's Jack Perry right now? I don't know. I don't know if anyone's rock hard to see Jack Perry wrestle. Um, rock hard for rock hard. Juice yes! Robinson. Who we wish a speedy recovery from yeah, his back surgery. Oh, and also, do you remember someone called, like... CM Punk that was at that show. Do you ugh, remember that? Ugh. Do you remember how the Toronto Canadian crowd booed, booed him? The fuck out of him! Like yes. he has never been booed before. That oh. was 
pretty funny. I mean, one, of, one of the friends, that, one of the friends that Evelyn and I went with, is a staunch uh, CM Punk supporter, and we were having a back and forth conversation. I was over CM Punk for a while, just yeah. because for me, he didn't do anything in the ring. Uh, that was to my taste, at least. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I felt like him having his own show and needing to be separated and all this kind of drama and bullshit. I was like, it's a matter of time. There was a lot of energy put towards someone that was not maybe brilliant. Pro pro wrestling is the only business in the world where it's like, hey, I keep fighting people at my workplace. What should we do? Let's give you your own show. (laughs) That doesn't happen. (laughs) Try and go into your fucking corporate job and be like, look, I threw a punch. In, during my PowerPoint presentation, they're like, "Well, you have your own shift now. You get to you get to decide pick your, your own team. Shift. Yeah, pick your own team, right? <laughs> you know that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. It's insane that it happens in pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, those were those were the days. Those were the days. But I gotta say, Forbidden Door was an excellent experience. And uh, next year, Forbidden Door is in your neck of the woods, wherever you might be listening to our fine voices. Uh, you know, make an effort to to go hang out yes. and check it out because it was a lot of fun. That's a that's a wrap on Forbidden Door. Yeah. That was great. That was a good time. That was the only, that was the first time we left home without our baby for more than a day. That's true. That was quite an experience too. Eh? How nervous were you on the scale from one to ten? Not that nervous. I no? know. I knew he was in good hands. But uh, yeah, you you miss you miss your kids. You miss your loved ones. You're leaving for a couple of days, right? Yeah, but it was worth it to see professional wrestling. <laughs> oh, speaking of baby, by the way, oh. our son is a big fan of wrestling, which is quite scary, because now he takes um, he takes uh, I don't know boards and whatever, and he slams our back with it as yes. if it's a chair, and then he laughs and he thinks it's hilarious, and he slaps our chest and he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, so, our kid's a heel. Yeah, well, major heel. An absolute rule breaker. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, I don't know how we did that. I thought yeah. we were I thought we were the good guys, but I guess we were wrong. He's not a baby face. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it turns out. Well, he the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What does that mean? Yeah. I'm a heel? Is that what you're saying? No, it means he loves wrestling. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I thought you were accusing me of being a bad guy. <laughs> um great. So out of the three shows we're covering, the first is November the seventeenth, headlined by the KOPW. Uh, title match. The show starts off on kind of a strange note with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi coming out to accept a never open weight six man challenge from Ren Narita, Ryusuke Taguchi, and the ever dangerous Tomoaki Hanma. Hanma. Hanma, who is as bronzed as ever. Jesus Christ, give this man a break. He's so dark. So dark. Gotta love him. Chocolate. After that, our, uh, our match that kicks us off is the New Japan Dad Squad. Fighting Oscar Lubay, Bolton Oleg, and Yuto Nakashima. I gotta say, the dads obviously beat the Young Lions here. Um, what? Yes, I know, I'm surprised too. Wow. Kojima, Tenzan, putting in a lot of the work. Toge Makabe didn't do shit. <laughs> Oscar Loibay. Yes. He looks great. He looks awesome. I, I wrote that a couple of times. Man, I'm seeing great things for him. White as a sheet. So white. Needs a tan. So pale. Needs to hang out with Hanma. <laughs> but but he's got it in his face that he wants it. Yeah, he looks mean. That's what I love about it. He's a big, angry German dude. 
and fuck yeah, I'm really excited about Oscar. Yeah, 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 me too. I think he's the kind of big, mean character that New Japan can really benefit from. True. You know, and I think that he, once he comes back from his excursion, and they're going to put him into the rotation, I think he's going to be a guy to watch. I really have a great feeling about him. Yeah, me too, and I mean, he's tough to miss. Yeah, because he's... In the ring. Anytime you put a spotlight on him, he reflects... <laughs> the man is translucent. You ever seen that movie Powder from the 90s? Yes. That's the skin tone. That's this man what is... I was saying the other day, La Fontanine. Yeah, that's it, man. I'm telling you, this man is shimmery. It's unbelievable. He's like one of the vampires from Twilight. I'm sorry. No, you can laugh as well. I know, but I'm snoring. You snorting. can snort? I'm snorting laughing. You think laughing. the fine fans of the Super J-Cast mind a little snorting from uh, I mean, a snort laugh means it's a real good laugh, That's right? A, it's the highest quality of laugh. <laughs> it's the chef's kiss of laughing. You can't do better. All right. Next up, we had the unlikely duo of Toru Yanu and Master Watto defeating the team of Taiji Ishimori and Gato. Oh my god, really? It's my man, Yano. Of course he's gonna win. Yeah. It's my man, Yano. I know, I know. I and, and I have to say, he's got a new drink to promote. Oh, God. So we gotta, we got to listen to him. He's got some, some stuff to do. When doesn't know? he have something new to promote, though? I don't know. I think that he maybe should start a brand of sanitizer. Okay. Like, I feel like that's the next step. He should sanitize the ring, but with his own brand sanitizer. Get on that, Yano. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, a rare mishap from Toriano in this match. It took him six to seven minutes to undo the corner oh, pad. Did you notice my that? God. Usually very expedient when it comes to the removal of the corner pads, but not on this day. What happened here? What? I don't know. Someone put it really tight because it took so long, and it is not... It's not Yano style to take that long. It's one of these so new young was, one of these new young lions. Yes, someone's getting fired. One of these new young lions is getting an extra ass whooping and has to do an extra four thousand squats because of this. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uncharacteristic. I know. I was I was I was worried for him for a second. I know. He lost his touch. I don't think it's him. I think it's the accessory people. <laughs> Fair enough. So this match finishes when uh, Yano catches uh, Gato's low blow and then uh, makes it look like he actually received a low blow and the ref calls for the bell. A little Eddie Guerrero tribute spot. Can't be mad about it. I mean, you gotta work with the shenanigans that House of Torture gives you. It's not even House of Torture. That Bullet Club gives you. Right? Absolutely. Uh, next up, we had the Chaos team of Yo and Bishamon defeating Callum Nguyen the, uh, Hanare and the Great Okan from the United Empire. Um, Great Okan lost his braid. Big fluffy fucking hair now. What's going on? Yeah, I called him Studio 54 Great Okan. <laughs> right? Okay. I love that. <laughs> He's got a little Donna Summer kind of look. Oh, going shit, on. From, the, from the album right? cover. Oh, my God. Thank you. He looks like a recently divorced dad who's like, I'm trying a new look. <laughs> this is going to work, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, we got some good audience chair shots. My favorite, I'm very sarcastic when I say that. I have a real hard time with the wrestlers going in the audience, throwing each other oh, you hate in that, the eh? chairs. I'm always scared for like the merch that the people just bought at the concession stand or whatever. For the food. And like you, you, you pay good money for that right. stuff. And then just to get it 
crapped over by some sweaty wrestlers that decide to throw each other at your seat that you paid, oh, I would be mad. I hear you, but I think it's part of the experience, oh, right? Sure. You buy a bunch of nachos, and then you take one nacho home, you make a necklace out of it. You're like, the great Ocon sweated on this nacho. Oh. <laughs> His raw sexual charisma is now just dipped in this nacho. <laughs> Uh, so I the, can smell it from here. I can smell it from here. So this <laughs> match ended with uh, Callum Newman eating a pin, as he's been doing all tour. Yeah, uh, from the Shoto from I, I have to say, I liked him. He's looking great, all these he, matches. I, I He reminds me of like a Zack Sabre Jr. kind of okay. character. Okay. Little cocky white boy, very quick. Yes. You know, attitude. Not, not Oscar Loibe levels of pale, but you know. <laughs> No. Slightly more pigmented, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got some kind of moves like uh, Zach brings. and uh, yeah. Well, definitely the speed is there, the agility. I mean, you know, the moniker, the Prince of Pace, is very well earned. You know, this guy fucking moves. It's unbelievable. And I think it's just great experience for this guy to develop and be in these six-man tags and join on these tours and yes. corner unit and empire guys. Team, you yes, know? absolutely. Well, New Japan's really good about that. You, so good. They'll take a guy, they'll have him come out, lose a bunch on his first tour, and then they'll they'll see him win and, and get better and improve. And I think that's part of the booking that if you follow the company long enough, uh, you know it, it it pays off. Uh, so I really appreciate that part of it. Next up, Shota. Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Nagata, and the Tiger Mask defeat L.I.J. Bushi was coming out in some astral space gear, and I fucking dig it. Oh, yeah, he had this uh, this new mask that looked like uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord, so cool. That was so cool. How many masks do you think Bushi has now? The Gaidi Thousands. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like one every show. I know, and you know what's crazy? is I've seen Bushi in so many... Nothing, eight-man tags in the middle of wherever in Japan. <laughs> and he always brings some fucking cool mask. He never mails it in. This guy cares more about his gear than I think anyone else in, in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Shout-out to Bushi. Shout-out to Bushi. Shout-out to Bushi for the masks. Yeah. Also, shout-out to Tiger Mask's uh, yellow socks that were really brighter than usual. That's the only thing I could see on him. About <laughs> his socks. The freaking yellow socks. and That was intense. And then one of my notes, which I think we have to talk about, it just says two words. It says, Suji fucks. What? Suji, he fucks. He's amazing. <laughs> okay. This guy fucks. I did say that he looks more and more comfortable, and I love seeing him getting more and more comfortable and to, at ease in the ring and owning his space, owning his vibe, owning the crowd. Uh, I, I love where he's going with it. I loved it at the beginning. I love it even more now. Yeah. And and also, at some point, you could see Suji and Shingo doing some tag team stuff. Well, and I think that's the biggest they, disappointment. They were of this just tag rubbing team. it in, right? Yeah. I think, I think look, they put the KOPW, <sighs> or not the KOPW, I apologize, the Never Openweight Championship on Shingo Takagi, and he is slated for a defense at the Tokyo Dome against Tamatanga, which is fine. I understand you want to reward Tamatanga for his loyalty to New Japan. And I understand you want Shingo in a singles match in the don't. I get it. There was a chemistry forming between Suji and Shingo that I was excited about to explore during the World 100%. Tag League. 100%. Because when Suji joined LIJ, it really felt like Shingo was the first guy 
to kind of accept it. Like, mm-hmm. like Suji threw up the fist and Naito went, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And, you know, Hiromo was like, didn't you get rid of this fucking guy when he was a young lion? <laughs> Bushi's like, I don't know who anyone is. <laughs> Titan is like, am I in the country? You know, and then Shingo was like, no, give this guy a chance. And then, you know, it felt like they were always shoulder to shoulder. Yes. They had similar gear. Yes. They just looked like they were fitting together as a unit. And I felt like, this is something I was looking forward to. I was to so excited for to World see Tag them League. together. And then it's like, oh, no, no, he's a singles champion, so we're going to bring in uh, some sexy pirate. You're like, what? <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, some sexy pirate. Have we seen him before? Is he part of LJ? Nah. No, 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 he's a sexy pirate. <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to touch on Xander Kan uh, Jr. later uh, in the conversation. We will. But Suji just, he just oozes this charisma. And when you look at him in context against guys like Ren Narita, Shota Umino, and now Yuya, all these guys who have come back, Suji just has this fucking aura. Mm-hmm. And there's something about him that I just love watching, and I am just so excited about the future for this guy. Because he already feels like he's been there for years. Yeah. And he just got there. Just imagine in a couple of years how it's going to be. It's great. Can't wait. Very excited. Uh, Shooter pins Bushi after that fake hidden blade thing to the back of the head he does. And this is one of my issues with Shota. Shota Umino is a great wrestler. He looks good. But for me, there's too many things about Shota that aren't him, mm. if that makes sense. It mm-hmm. feels like he's, there's too much of a tribute act. Mm-hmm. The name on his back of his jacket is Shooter. That's from John Moxley. His finisher is the, from the Death Rider. That's you know, also from John Moxley. His I mean, gear it's looks just John Moxley. Okay, but his gear his looks like... His entrance is John Moxley. Sure. His gear looks like Tanahashi. You yeah, know what okay. I mean? Like his... The, the certain things that that hidden blade thing is from his feud with Osprey. It feels like he's collecting things from other people, mm-hmm. but we're not really getting to the root of him. I think his his match against Osprey was a nice introduction. It was definitely a big step in the right direction. It was the best match I've seen him fight in. Sure, absolutely, and I agree a hundred percent. It's against Will Osprey. It's <laughs> hard just, not to have I the would best. Just what we're gonna say to everyone. Everyone has their. Without how many people have had their best match not against <laughs> Will Ospreay this year? It's a short list. Tai Chi's best match, fucking Will Ospreay. Yeah. You know what I mean? All these guys have their greatest match, and it's against fucking Will Ospreay because that's what he does. He shows up. That's true. He gives people their best match, and then he fucks off somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. That's it. I don't know. I feel like there's another gear for this guy, and I feel like there's more to discover with him. Uh, and But I, I think he's going to be a big part of the future moving forward, for sure. Yeah, of course. The, the fans are already at his feet. I don't know if you've oh, seen the, the fans women, the women, in Japan. The ladies. They are going berserk when the, he's near them. He the just, floor is slick. He just, like, taps their, their plastic stick with his plastic stick. The glowy stick, sticks. Oh, the my glow God. The glow sticks, yeah, and yeah. that's it. They lose it. Yeah. And then They're the crying. kids, too, jumping up and down. Oh. Getting a little bracelet. Woof. This guy's a stud. <laughs> that's why they had to put him with that the vacuum of charisma, Ren Narita. <laughs> Either way. Uh, the next match, House of Torture versus Just Five Guys. Look, if you're having a hard time sleeping, this is for you. Just five, just five guys. And the rest of the song. Uh, That's it. One of them's the world champ. <laughs> and then there's four... Four, Four more, more guys. guys. I think that's it. Yep, yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I think Just Five Guys looks like a mess in terms of like a unit, just because they, there's no kind of consistency uh, between the five of them. I think that Yuya yes. coming in Just Five Guys is was badly needed. Okay. 
they badly needed to have something. Yeah. And the only thing that they had was like a lost Tai Chi that yeah. keeps on looking around like, I need something, I need someone. He yeah. tried to grab onto Sanada. Sanada, yeah, okay, he's there. And then Yuya comes in, and I'm like, yes, okay, finally this team can breathe a little bit, represent something, and and have a little energy. I don't know, have a little legitimacy too. Absolutely. He's doing good. I mean, Yuya, he looks like Flash McQueen, you know? The, the red and the yellow. The red and the flames. What's a heat know? storm? Explain a heat storm to me. Look, the new nicknames I do not get. Gene Blast? Gene Blast. Heat we, storm. We all know what that means. Gene Blast? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Gene Blast me, but not in my hair. Exactly Please. right, yes. Okay. And, and, and heat storm. What? What is it's like a storm of heat, obviously. Yeah, okay, I get it, but nah, nah. Heat storm. Someone in, someone in the New Japan office needs to really sit down and be like, we can do better. <laughs> he, he shows up, you know, and he was like four, he was one on four during the, at the start of the match. Like, yes. Yuya brings that energy and that team that they didn't have, so go for him, good for them. Yeah, uh, my favorite part of this match, it was not the wrestling, it was early on in the match where everyone pairs off and Evil grabs Sonata because we haven't seen that enough this year. <laughs> and he grabs him and he whips him into the the barricade, whatever the case is. And then he takes his hands and he just rubs them on the apron because he's he's accusing Sonata of being very oily. <laughs> and I just, I just love, that was my favorite part of the match. It's just Evil after all the bullshit and tomfoolery just being like, he's oily, goddammit. I think Yuya, to your point, I think he looks great. I think he moves well. The, you know, Chris Charlton on commentary keeps pointing out his offense is very kind of classic. It's mm -hmm. very, nothing flashy. It's just kind of the basics executed at a really high level. The crossbody, the arm drags. So I find he's kind of like a, a, a baby face throwback, a little fiery. Uh, so I'm really enjoying his work so far. Um, you fell asleep during this match? <laughs> That's why I don't have a lot of notes. I know, you're looking at your, you're flipping around on pages. I'm like, my notes say, Ev fell asleep. It was late. It was late, yeah. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru ends up pinning Taka Michinoku uh, in a big who gives a fuck. <laughs> Second to last match, Hanma, Taguchi, Ren Narita versus Okada, Ishii, and Tanahashi for the Never Six Man Openweight Championships. The champions retain here. A good match. Yeah, my first note was, why is this match even happening? That's a great question. I have no answer. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see it coming. I, no, I, you know, I'll tell you why this match happened. Because <coughs> we have we have uh, two House of Torture matches on this card, and House of Torture in the main event. So the New Japan office is like, well, that's unacceptable. We have to give them something worth watching. So and they, that's what they're so giving they book, us? So they book this match, I guess. Okay, great. Hanma... And Taguchi are not threats. You know, they, you can't sell us on second from the top. The semi-main no. event, Red Shoes is in the corner. You can't sell us That's on crazy. Taguchi and Hanma. These guys who have, you know, Taguchi was a junior tag champion. A couple, cha he was the 69th champion. How are they a team? Well, how did I, this come together? But the open weight, the never open weight six man. There's always a ragtag group of fucking. But at least whoever. it's like the same faction or whatever. Well, I mean, loosely, they are. Loosely? They're, they're house team. 
I mean, just in like in like the Red Narita's weird unit works with the home team, works with yeah. Chaos, works with all the. Can units. you believe in that? In that three men, Taguchi, Red Narita, and Hanma. Hanma is the one that looks the best. Physically. Yeah. I mean, he's he's bronzed god. If you take a picture of the of those three, yeah. Can you believe Hanma is the one that looks the best? Red Narita. Actually, like Taguchi has a the dad bod that we used to know. You know. Red Narita just looked like a floppy pale teen. Oh my god. Actually, he looks like Taguchi's son that are there on vacation, and they they were like, "What is happening here? Oh my god, we're in a ring." Dad's a dad's in a fight. I better bail him out again. Oh my god. He's had too many tequila shots. <laughs> he keeps trying to show everyone his ass. <laughs> fits the story you know? right yeah i don't i felt like this match was uh okay you know tanahashi pins ren which seemed strange <laughs> like it feels like you have hanma and taguchi who could get pinned very easily so to pin ren narita <laughs> i don't understand Why? it i don't understand I it. it it feels like I don't know. Since since the G one, I have not been a huge fan of Ren Narita's work. I, I feel like he is a step behind. I feel like I don't have a lot to sink my teeth into with him. I get he's doing the strong style stoic kind of thing, but there's I don't know. There's a disconnect for me. He's so boring. Yeah. Oh my god! Just get get a stripe of color in your hair. Or something, man. I am bored to that he looks like a young lion that never got out of this young lion phase like let it go man yeah you grew up time you to move grew out of the house. time to move out yeah exactly he's the son of strong style Ugh. yeah go to your room go to your room it's in the basement <laughs> it's in the basement <laughs> and uh the main event show versus taichi for the kopw provisional 2023 championship Taichi regaining his title after a match that I think never ended. Actually, it was <laughs> oh my a God, it was long. so long. Um, Just the rules. What are those rules? You told me that the the oh, audience voted for so those rules. I don't know if the audience still votes for the rules. That's my understanding for KOPW. They do. I'm sure someone is screaming at their their device right now, being like, "This is what happened." Uh, so Yoshinobu Kanemaru was the ref. Why? Because rules. <gasps> Taichi had several moves banned, uh, most notably the Black Mephisto and all of his signature offense. Uh, Sho had moves that he never used once uh, banned, like the Phoenix Splash and the Double Rotation Shooting Star Press, which is hilarious in a vacuum. But the fact that it's House of Torture nonsense, if you've ever seen a wrestling match ever with a crooked referee, it is playing these hits. Oh, I'm counting fast when it's my guy. Oh, I'm counting oh, slow when it it's the other so guy. so predictable. Oh, I'm counting the countout fast when it's for my guy. I'm counting the countout really slow when the it's The band for... moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The unconsidered tap out. Yeah. The Oh, yeah, the blind tap. The show is tapping Not out. Not seeing he, the ranch. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't see it. doesn't see the ranch. Ugh. Something in my eye. Oh, my God. And also, of course, so... we can't have a House of Torture match without the entire faction trotting their fucking faces out there to just waddle around the ring and do the same bullshit every match, every time. Mm -hmm. I, I had a glimmer of hope when Kanemaru added to this faction that there was going to be some new shtick, some new material, but sadly it is the same trash over and over and over again. But Kanemaru did bring some legitimacy to that team. 
This is how poorly the House of Torture looks. It's crazy, right? Joe has... So, first of all, his title reign has no defenses. So, he has a crooked ref. He has all of his dumb fuck friends out there to help him out. And he still loses. <laughs> he still... And, and, and band moves. Taichi can't even use his finisher. Still loses. Still, still fucking loses. loses. Why? Why do we have to do this? Why is this a main event? Why are we subjecting people to this? Ugh. It was so bad. It's you time to think? move on from the... I know I know. Joel might be a fan, but the House of Torture experiment, it's been over three years now. It started in uh, the New Japan Cup of 2020. We're done. Well, they just added a new member. It's not done. We're done. Hit, yeah. them, hit them all with lightning. Well, Kevin Kelly tried to so sell them to us for so many years, and I don't know. No, Kevin never, Kelly was on commentary was, was very much against them. Was like, this no, is bad. he really yeah. tried at first. No, no, he said, this is trash. I don't like this on commentary. Anyways, the only thing that I thought was good is that we saw Taichi's new gear. Well, yeah, if there's a silver lining, it's that Taichi wore some purple. Yeah, he, he, he matches with Sonata now he looks like a druid that's right? another thing about this fashion. you said religious master villain did i yeah that's hilarious <laughs> should have written that down like in an anime you have a yeah. religious master yeah. that's a villain i am here on the behest of the king looks like that the exactly. purity police i think they all need to figure out a color scheme yuya's in red taichi's mostly in black sometimes in purple taka's in blue Sonata's doing his own fucking thing. They don't look like a team. Well, they're going for bluish purple now. I hope so. That's what they're. I these feel are like. these are the conversations my wife and I have. It's mostly about the attire of the wrestlers. I love attire. Someone well, can do a quadruple backflip off the top rope <laughs> into a perfectly applied submission and be like, his trunks look nice tonight. What? Speaking of attire, what was what were those hands dangling from Show's oh, jacket? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Show has this weird entrance gear where he has multiple hands. Oh and my he's, god, he's like that a spider was so hybrid. weird. Yeah, and he also has contacts now, so his eyes look so strange. He's awful. So thank goodness for Red Shoe that came and saved the thing. Yes, ref bump from Kanemaru. Red Shoes comes down, saves the day. Tai Chi wins. Uh, I I wrote a massive Kawada slide from Tai Chi for the Oh yes, the power bomb and then the full on slide. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, you gotta love it. A shout out to his mentor and trainer. Yeah. So that's it. Wraps it up. Good job, Tai Chi. We're very, very happy that this belt is now off of show. Until next month when they probably are <laughs> going to continue this feud. So we're going to move on to November 20th, the first night of the World Tag League. Woo! A block action from Kurikan Hall. The debut of a new young lion, Shoma Kato. Yes. Defeated by Oscar Loibe, who was celebrating his one-year anniversary of entering Yay, action. bravo! Uh, he lost to a giant body slam, which is refreshing <laughs> for young lions. And again, all the notes are just about how fucking wonderful Oscar is in the wing. He is. He's so tall. He's good. He's energetic. Also a lot of energy from the new guy, Shoma. Yeah, I love it. He's not the biggest guy. No, he's probably a junior. But who knows? Who knows? And look, uh, you know, all the best to him. There's probably not enough to really see in the four minutes we saw him wrestle about what kind of a person he's going to be. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, all the best for him. Next up, we have just five guys. Doki, Taka, uh, defeating, or no, sorry, losing to the CMLL side <laughs> of Soberano Jr. and Atlantis Jr. Yeah, first time I was seeing them. I love my luchas, yes, you know? Yes. And I did love Atlantis Jr. and Soberano Jr. The lucha attitude, they have it. They're already challenging their opponents. Yeah. They come in. They, they the fans love hungry. them. They yeah, look yeah, hungry. Yeah. And also I love this from New Japan. 
you know, these guys who are going to be on night two in block action, they give her this nice introduction on night one mm -hmm. against a junior team of Taka and Doki who they can really easily beat without really any kind of consequence. So it gives them kind of just this opportunity to go out there, get comfortable, showcase themselves, uh, and then move into the tournament with a little bit of confidence, a little bit of sure footing. Yeah. So I really love that as Instead an introduction. Of having just a first match that's an actual right, tag like what match. happened to Gates of Agony, which we'll touch on a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Soberano Jr. and Atlantis Jr. Uh, they seem like a good team. Atlantis Jr. is a little bit bigger, a little bit heftier, a little bit more power based. Uh, Soberano Jr. very quick, high flyer. Yeah, I told very you. Very standard lucha. I told you that they reminded me of Aussie Hopin. That's a great comp, yeah. Like, the, you have the big guy that does the big move, you have the quick guy, the tall, thin guy that does tall, but together they work so well and they do good moves together. Really like them. But unfortunately, Soberano Jr. and Atlantis Jr., no mullets. No Shout mullets. Shout out to Dungzilla Mark Davis. <laughs> Yes, so I think it was a great way to introduce the CMLL wrestlers. Um, so I was really happy with that. Next up, the team of Lance Archer, Alex Zane, Minoru Suzuki, and Yuji Nagata versus the Bullet Club of Jack ba or Jack Bonza. Jack Bonza. Bad Luck Fale, Gato, and Taiji Ishimori. I love them. Yeah. I, I, I am excited for Monster Sauce. I love them. They will be fun to watch for sure. Uh, it was funny to see also Suzuki and Nagata already fighting. The, the tournament has not even started for them. They're already, They're already fighting. Off at each other. It's, it's hilarious. Alex Zane, Chris Charlton was talking about this on commentary. Alex Zane has his own combo at Taco Bell. Yeah. You can order an Alex Zane combo. That's crazy. These are levels of fame that I aspire to. <laughs> I don't care what I do in life. If I get a Taco Bell combo... No, I want a poutine name after me somewhere. Well, that's because we're from Quebec. That's very regional. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> if you're within the sound of our voice and you don't know what poutine is, look it up. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. I noticed that Fale was sweaty before the bell rang. <laughs> Why is he in this tournament? There's so many guys we could add. We could add West Coast Wrecking Crew. They we could add Young Lions. They need people to lose. Okay, and you think Fowley and Jack Bonza, that's what they do? The Red Commander, Jack Bonza? 100%. Fair enough. Bonza looks fine. I, in this first match, he was okay. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know, it feels like he's going to probably take some time to acclimate to the New Japan style coming in from Australia. I'm sure it's a nice opportunity for him. Uh, you know, so we're going to see how he does throughout the tournament. Not too much to sink your teeth into in this match. Nagata taps out Gato. And, uh, yeah, we move on with our night. L.I.J., Bushi, Suji, and Zandokan Jr. Zandokan. Versus just five guys. Uh, this is the match where Bushi had the Star-Lord mask. Uh, and then Taichi, Yuya, and Sanada were oh, just true. five guys. Oh, it's true. It's true, it's true, it's true. Zandokan Jr. I immediately liked. Me too. I mean, like, like, where did they find this guy? CMLL. Wow. So I was originally, you know, we did talk about it, the disappointment of not being Shingo. Yes. But Zandokan Jr. is super fun. Just from the from the moment he stepped into the ring, this guy is dressed like a fucking pirate. Mm -hmm. He's snarling at people. It's funny. The ref tries to pat him down, and this guy's ready to fight the ref. <laughs> and that for me is already like enough of like a character thing, a fun thing where I'm like, oh, I'm going to like this guy. Yeah, he's got a good playfulness that is also fitting well with Suji. Yeah. 
What is it? A Cheshire grin? Cheshire cat grin. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought Chris Charlton on commentary was excellent on this match. I think he set up in a big way the continuing rivalry of Yoda Suji and Yuya. I think he touched on the fact that they debuted on the same day, they went on an excursion, their last match was the same day, and he really highlighted the fact of what was going on, which was Yuya Yuamra, who's usually smiling and, and kissing babies and waving and shaking hands and shit. When he sees Suji, he gets this serious mean fucking look on his face because this this guy he does not like. So I think in this match, Chris Charlton really um, really highlighted that in, a, in an important way where if you're listening to the commentary and you see what's happening, I think it really heightens the experience. So I thought that was really, really good. Yuya pins Bushi here and makes a little uh, a little eye contact with Yoda Suji to sell their match the following night. Yuya has wonderful hair. Oh my god, I wrote the same thing. Is it not tremendous? He has magnificent mane. A lot, flock of, yeah, mane is the right word. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> this man has a beautiful, just absolute, this man is like, I know Just Five Guys has recently done a shampoo commercial, but Yuya wasn't in the faction, so you guys need to redo that commercial with Yuya. Did they? Yeah. Who's got good hair in that faction? Doki. Oh yeah, okay, true. Doki has... Like Lucy Lou hair, like it's just thick and black and. It's funny because just five guys sounds exactly like just for men. Yeah, that was the that was the first joke. Yeah, especially when it was right? just four guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just for men, or also five guys the burgers, but never, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's just so talk. I can sell all that merch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Yuya has the best hair in the game right now. Shout out to Yuya. Uh, moving on, next match, ELP. Hikuleo and Jado, the Gorillas of Destiny, versus Bishaman and Yo. ELP and Hikuleo have a very cool new shirt. Yes, they, there was this cute little t-shirt exchange at the beginning of the yeah, match. Yeah, like a too, soccer match. Yes, it was yes, very yes. cute. Yeah. And I have to say, I would be so happy if I was Yo, because that t-shirt from ELP and Hikuleo is my favorite t-shirt that yeah. I've seen so far. It Yo, is so cool. Yo dis decided to wrestle the entire match wearing uh, the <laughs> Grills of Destiny shirt, which is very kind of him. Um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was kind of a match where, you know, it, uh, guys in a six-man tag going through the motions on the undercard. ELP pins Yo after a CR2. Again, perfectly perfunctory match. It's fine. Uh, you know, ELP is, is really trying to find his footing as a good guy, still interacting with the crowd. You know, they're going to be facing Bishamon in the main event of Night 2, so it's to build to that. I think the Gorillas of Destiny, I don't have a lot of use for Tonga Loa. Tama Tonga continually going after the Never Openweight Championship. It feels stale to me. I think ELP and Hikuleo are a fun team that you can sing so your fun. to. I think just the dynamic, the way they look, the way they interact with each other. I think Hikuleo not being a big scary monster, him being a little bit of a big goof, mm -hmm. fits kind of with ELP's stupid chaotic energy. So I think the two of them together... They fit so well. Yeah. They're, they're like um, uh, Bill and Ted, you know? Oh, interesting. I like that. Kind of. And then we can follow their excellent adventures. <laughs> so, now we finally have gotten into... 
Let's go. The first, World Tag League. First match, World Tag League. So the very first entrance, World Tag League. The Gates of Agony, representing All Elite Wrestling. Bishop Khan, Toa Leona, coming out full ceremonial war garb, looking like a fucking million dollars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. First of all, these guys are two-thirds of the Ring of Honor six-man tag oh, champions. Okay. So they come out, they're strapped with gold. They look like fucking warrior gods from another place. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a wonderful introduction. And I also like the fact that they're kicking off the tournament against TMDK. Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, these guys are veterans. They've wrestled in Japan for many years. You know, so any kind of nerves. And I think Gates of Agony did look nervous right off the gate. Yeah, you think I so? I think right off the bat. I love the entrance gear. I like the aura. You know, uh, Shane Haste was mocking them doing the Prince Nana dance because obviously <laughs> the Gates of Agony are part of Mogul Embassy, which okay, has yeah, Swerve yeah. and Nana and Brian mm-hmm. Cage. Um, so I think there was a little bit of tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, yeah, I think they were obviously a bit nervous. I felt that Bishop Khan looked really, really good, where Toa Leona looked nervous. Mm-hmm. Bishop yeah. Khan was moving really well in the opening. He has character. He looks yeah. at the camera. Yes, you know. he emotes with his face. Toa Leona looks mad and angry, sure. But there was something, I just he, f- he felt nervous, he felt off. There was a couple miscommunications throughout the match. It wasn't the, just the cleanest uh, match of all time, but it was really... I think it was a good way to introduce it, kind of work the nerves off. Mm-hmm. And this is like what we talked about with earlier in the night, Soberano Jr. and Atlantis Jr. fighting two juniors to kind of get the nerves off, feel mm-hmm. out the crowd. Gates of Agony didn't have that luxury. They had to go out and just kind of their first match is just the first tournament match, right? Yeah, and they're coming out and they're fighting Shane Hayes that was at 150 through the whole match. Well, that's just how it was. I know, I know. But, yeah, you have to keep up with those guys, you know? Absolutely. It's not an easy one. And, in fact, uh, I mean, they lost. Shane Hayes pins Bishop Khan. After the, the tank buster, absolutely. And I think it's a great way to intro the Gates of Agony. You have to start off with guys who you who know the lay of the land, are able to make sure that they calm them down and walk them through the match. Um, so, yeah, all good there. TMDK racks up the first two points of the World Tag League. Second... Second match. House of Torture versus Ishii and Yano. Yano! And Yano couldn't even promote his new drink because (coughs) House of Torture decided to attack him even before his presentation is over. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Evil and Yujiro versus Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyano. This was a scientific wrestling classic. (laughs) This was just holds and counter holds, chain wrestling. It was like world of sport. It was unbelievable. Um, it's, it just um, if you were a fan of uh, just brilliant scientific wrestling, this match is for you. Well, that exposed turnbuckle really got a lot of hits that night. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck me! It's the same thing every match. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing every match. It's lame. It's lame and it's boring. You know what else is lame? I'll tell you what else is lame. When you're taunt, your professional wrestling taunt is pretending to smoke a cigarette. It's fucking lame. Ugh. You know what's worse than smoking? Like we're, we're over. Pretending to smoke. Yeah, we're over cigarettes. Come on. No, but even if you smoke... Like, people who smoke know smoking's bad, but now you're pretending to smoke. Oh, oh, you're so What a badass. Bad. It's, Ooh, they're so, so fucking... Bad. They're so lame. It's the same bullshit over and over and over again. It's generally, it's just the worst. So, a bunch of shenanigans. Everything is evil. Evil oh. pins, yeah, no. 
That's it. Oh. Next. Please no more. <laughs> let's talk about some good fucking wrestling. Oh, let's go. This one was a good one. This so one. we had uh, War Dogs, Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd yes. versus Kato Kiyomiya and Ryohei Hoera. I'm I have Oiwa. such a hard Oiwa. time. You know a tongue twister? Yes. His name is my tongue twister. Unique New York. Ryohei Red leather, yellow Oiwa. leather. Unique New York. <laughs> New York unique. <laughs> Robot eyewash. So What a fucking match though. What a match. I mean, right at the start, so much adrenaline and testosterone. Well this is, and you know what I love is the fucking storytelling here. So Gabe Kidd and Kaito Kiyomiya were at each other's throats during the G1. They ended up going to a double count out because they were brawling and they had just the most fuck you energy. And it was <laughs> tremendous. And that energy carried over to this tag match. So they came out and they just wanted each other's blood. Oh, yeah. And this match started off aggressive, mean. They beat the fuck out of each other. And it never let up at no point. They just get harder and harder. The whole way. That's and the kind of match I want to have five of them in every show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these guys worked their asses off. They were beating the hell out of each other. And we were thinking, okay, so Gabe and Kaito Kiyomiya are definitely going to have these kind of interactions. How are Alex Coughlin and Oiwa going to interact? And they're like, no, us too. My guy hates <laughs> your guy. So fuck you. And they just beat the fuck out of oh, each other too. It was tremendous. The slaps raining on every man. Beautiful bridges. Coughlin flying out of nowhere. And I like these two, Kid and Codling. I mean, they look like a team. They feel like a team. Yeah. They work as a team. They look them. so good. Yeah, they're always barking at each other. Tag me, do this, but it. They look fucking mean and tough. Like for me, when when you you reset the Bullet Club, these are the guys I care about. I don't give a shit about Taiji Shimori, Bad Luck Fale, Gato, Kenta. I don't give a fuck. These are my guys, the War yeah. Dogs, and then fucking Connors and Maloney. These are the guys who I give a shit about. These are the guys who look fucking mean. Is it going to take some time for them to develop into full-fledged character? Are they a little one-note one now? Yeah, sure, they're a little one-note right now. But I feel like the more reps they get, the more they explore the characters, the more they connect with the audience, 100%. the more that they deepen their bag of tricks, right? Yeah. Coughlin hasn't been wrestling that long. No? Coughlin, no, Coughlin has not been wrestling that huh. long. So these guys really have a lot of upside, and I think if you allow them to fucking work, and just continue to push them and continue to put them in spots where they can shine, I think that's a great opportunity for mm -hmm, these guys. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really good on these guys. I think they're, I think they're a big deal. There was so much um, good outside of the ring action yes. in that match. And Absolutely. that's actually how it ended. I mean, Ken, yeah. Kaito jumps in the ring at 19, and, he gets and the... Kid and Cogling gets counted out. Absolutely, and I, th it. and I think that's also a good finish. Because it calls back to what happened during the G1. It, it, it definitely protects the War Dogs from eating a pin. Yes. And it continues this rivalry between them. That's it. That's not over. Yeah. And they are pissed off. And they kept fighting after the bell. They kept going after each other. There was every young lion under the sun was there to fucking <laughs> break it up. It was great. It felt, it felt like a big fight. And it was such a palate cleanser from the House of Torture bullshit. You're like, Why, let's get this every match. 
Let's get this. Yeah. Kato Kiyomiya's But like, I understand you cannot have that no. every match. Understood. For me, Kaito Kiyomi is in an interesting spot. He came in during the G1. He had a horrible record. His whole story and arc was taking Oiwa under his wing. And the new GHC World Heavyweight Champion, Kano, um, has been quoted as saying, in terms of pro wrestling Noah, if Kiyomiya doesn't produce results in the World Tag League, not to come back to Noah. Oof. Oof. So I don't really understand what Noah is doing with Kiyomiya. Like, it, are, they're not really setting this guy up for success. Um, so it's really strange. Oiwa has this awful dye in his hair. The his, little it like blonde underbowl. It's so fucking... Who let him do this? <laughs> Someone talk to these new guys who are on excursion. Cut, check the names. Check the... Oiwa's going to come back and it's going to be like jizz shot. <laughs> it's gonna be like load bust. Oh, it's gonna be awful. It's gonna be something taken. awful. It's gonna be like rock slide. It's gonna be some trash thing. <laughs> so this was a great match. This for me was my match of the night. This is something that you should go out of your way. If you can't watch the entire card, At watch least. this match. For sure, I agree. Uh, another match I was really, really enjoyed. Uh, we're moving on to the main event now. Shota Umino, Ren Narita, pick up the win on the United Empire team of Hanare and the Great Okan. Yeah, I love the new face mask for Hanare, matching the face tattoo. The face of fury. Yeah, I, I have to address the fact, because that happened this year, and Hanare got the face tattoo. During the G1. First match of the G1, he comes in, and I'm like, okay, you, you get a face tattoo, you're going to rip a hole into everybody in that right. competition. yeah. And he, he lost lost Ugh. his face tattoo debut match. I'm like, you couldn't even give him a freaking win when he's debuting a face tattoo. And I don't know if you noticed, but Inari has no other tattoos. So he went from virgin skin to oh, put me down on my face from jaw from ear to ear. By the way, go and on top nose. of the nose. His upper lip? And you don't chin. even give him a win on his first match? Come on, New Japan. You could have done better than that. Yo, that seems so painful. Yeah. It's far tougher than I am. But yeah, cool new face mask. <laughs> cool new face mask. And uh, Okan looking like a ghost of Christmas past with his red because, cape oh, and yeah, his yeah, green yeah, yeah. robe. I think everyone worked really hard in this match. This is definitely the second best match of the night. I think Ren Narita and Great Okan just dropped each other on their heads a bunch. <laughs> you know that was scary at some point. Yeah, but I think you know this is uh, you know the main event. These guys are choosing what to do. You know they had a lot of time. I think the closing stretch of this match was really entertaining. The end, really really good stuff. Shota Umino ends up pinning Okan after a Death Rider. Um, I think everyone worked their ass off. Hanari always looks so menacing. Strikes he does. Like he's fucking hurting people. Yeah. It's amazing. I love Okan and Nare getting more and more into the team vibe. Yeah, absolutely. I know Okan probably misses Jeff Cobb a Who lot. Doesn't? I miss Jeff Cobb. <laughs> but you know they're they're going to it. You know. Yeah. And uh, Ren Narita, I mean, he did. He he has a move called the Ren Narita Special Number Four. That's a submission. Yes. I mean, even his moves have boring names. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, I think he needs he needs an injection of personality. He needs a little something. He needs a little... 
I don't know what it is. Is it venom? Does it need to be meaner? Not Does meaner. Does it need to be grittier? Need to Does have... it need to be showy, flashy? What is this yeah. kind of thing? Because for me, when I see him, I go, okay. There's nothing, for, I don't know, there's nothing Boy. entertaining about him. Yeah. You need some flash. You need some glitter, some sparkles. Oh, thankfully he's teaming with... Shota Umino. <laughs> so maybe some of Shota's glitter will Should like... rob off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renderita. Let's you know hope. what I mean? Let's hope. So overall, uh, a good first night of action. Uh, Shota jumps on the mic and already declares that he is going to go to the Tokyo Dome with Renderita to claim the IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Another interesting caveat about this is Bishamon, who are the current champions, are the 99th champion. So whoever uh, challenges in the Tokyo Dome will have the opportunity to become the 100th Ooh. IWGP Tag Team Champions. That's so cool. at the end of night one, A Block is as follows. TMDK, The House of Torture, Kaito Kiyomiya, and Rahoye Oiwa? Rahoye Oiwa? Oiwa? And Shooter and Ren, all at two points. We're moving on to night number two, B Block. November 20th in Kurikin Hall, we have the debut of another young lion, hey. Katsuyuya Murashima. Welcome in, the, welcome in the ring. Welcome to the team, bud. Katsuya. Apparently he has a mixed martial art background. He showed up heavily bruised, yeah. um, and he was defeated in several minutes by Yuto Nakashima. Yeah, Yuto looks just dang powerful. Yeah, he looks, he looks staunch. Already looks powerful over him. Six minutes. That's Submission by Yuto, of course. But they, but they already set that up, eh? Like, the guy before him, who debuted the night before, he only lasted four and a half minutes mm-hmm. against Oscar. And this guy lasted six and a half minutes, right? But I like the camaraderie of Yuto over this new young lion. Compared, like leaned over and Compared to, like, Oscar the day before that literally kicked the other guy's face and He's be like, like, fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. and he left. Like, there's different characters. You know? I love that. Yeah. But I also, what I really appreciate is in both of the two debuts, uh, the night one and the night two of the tournament, Cork and Hall really getting behind these debuts. Yes. Just the amount of noise they made for these guys was just something that's, that's wonderful. That's great. That's what you need. That's Absolutely. That's what you want. You want to motivate them into being the best that they can Absolutely. right off the bat. So let's go. So next matchup, we had the Gates of Agony defeating Hanma and Oscar Loibe. They, uh, they defeated Oscar Loibe and Hanma? Who would have seen that coming? Wow. You know, it's a match. Yeah. And again, this is when I talked about the booking, Sobrano Jr., when I talked about, you know, getting acquainted, this is the Gates of Agony doing that the next night. They come in. They don't have the fancy entrance gear anymore, but they look pissed off from their loss the night before. Yeah. They run through Hanma and Oscar. They look mean as fuck. Oscar is just taking an ass whooping from these guys. Um, again, a little bit sloppy in certain spots this match. I do think the Gates of Agony are still nervous. And I think that's something that they're going to get better, the tournament, as it goes on. Uh, but I think that they were, you know, more comfortable here than they were on the first night. Obviously, it's not as high pressure as the opening match of the tournament. So I think that, you know, I think Gates of Agony, we keep an eye on them. They have some really interesting offense, which they haven't broken out yet, uh, which I expect when they get into a main event, we're going to see it. Bishop Khan has a, a move that I've seen in AEW a couple times, and it hasn't happened here yet, where he's going to stand on the second rope, and he's going to have a guy in a sidewalk slam and then drop him on the top turnbuckle. Mm. And it looks mean as fuck, yeah. and I can't wait for it to happen. Um, <laughs> you gotta save some, you know? You gotta, well, you gotta save some for the main event. You can't <laughs> blow your load on night one. So, second match. Kaito Kiyomiya 
<laughs> and Oleg Bolton versus Hanare the Great Okan and Kalen Newman. Callum Newman. Callum. 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 Callum Newman of the United <laughs> Empire. So Keito Kiyomiya beats Newman here. Um, but oh. again, Kalum did look Looked very good. He looked Super good. fast, very nice fast. moves. Loved it. Again, you know, I know I, I've been talking a, a big game about Chris Charlton. Chris Charlton did a wonderful job here of kind of highlighting the shared history of Kaito Kiyomiya and the Great Okan through their interactions with Keiji Mudo, the Great Muda. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, you know, Kaito getting his ass handed to him by Keiji Mudo <laughs> during his retirement run in Noah, and the Okan challenging him and getting missed it and so on and so forth. So they decided to start the match together because they have this kind of shared history, and Carl Charlton explained why that was important, so I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, Oiwa, two nights in a row, has used the teardrop suplex, which is a suplex that I have not seen since Shawn Michaels used it in the mid-90s. Wow. And I don't know why that stuck out to me, but I just, it's a move that I've seen so infrequently. When you see so many German suplexes and dragon suplexes and tiger suplexes, the teardrop suplex is interesting, so I don't know if that's going to play into his offense, or maybe I'm just overthinking of it, but it just seemed like an interesting kind of nod. Let's hope. Maybe. If he starts busting out super kicks, then we can ship him off to AEW. <laughs> Callum Newman, as you mentioned, I felt looked super good. Uh, you know, he ate a shining wizard to get beat here, but I think he, you know, again, the speed was always on display. Yeah. It looks like he's fitting in with the United Empire. He sits on the on the apron when Ocon sits on the guy in the corner. They look like a team. They interact together. Like, I feel like they all want the same colors. They fucking look right. So excited about that. Moving on, next match. Tiger Mask, Master Watto, Shota Umino, Red Narita, defeat the Bullet Club team of Gato, Taiji Ishimori, Alex Coughlin, Gabe Kidd. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, shout out to Tiger Mask's new black letter pants that gives him a little bit of a... BDSM? A bad boy look. He's the bad boy of, <laughs> of, of the junior division. Which kind of, uh, yeah, is different from his usual stuff. Um, and what what is all that talk about shooters sent? This is the third time on commentary. <laughs> what is that? This is the third show. <laughs> and it's the third time on commentary where someone has pointed out how good <laughs> Shota Umino smells. <laughs> With Hanare clarifying that he smells like Dr. Pepper? <laughs> what? What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know, but it seems to be something special, and I hope one day I will experience it, you know? You want to smell Shodima? <laughs> I, I can't take you to wrestling shows anymore. We went to we went to go see New Japan in Lowell, Massachusetts, and you winked at Sonata. This no, is no, no, L.I.J. No, no. Sonata. Sonata winked at me. I'll whip his ass. <laughs> Thank I'll you. I think I've threatened him on this podcast before, oddly enough. <laughs> you I, did. I, I've, I've yeah, told you the did. story. I'm yeah, yeah. myself now like an old man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, uh, Watto taps out Gato with Vindaval, uh, otherwise, uh, uh, a really just a, a straight up match to set up the next night of Shoda and Ren versus Kid and Alex. Kid and, and Alex Coglin here, not wearing their Bullet Club gear, wearing their old... Black. Everybody was wearing black in Everyone was wearing black, but they weren't wearing their Bullet Club gear, which no. is bizarre to me. I guess yeah. it, it wasn't clean or whatever. Kid th- well, yeah, well, they wear them last night so I guess they just couldn't they couldn't do the laundry in time whatever the case was again Narita his towels and his t-shirt 
look boring. Like everything. He's the son of Strong Style. Looks boring. It's all black and white. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just his name. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But there's some guys who that's been successful for, but I don't think that's for him. Moving on. Moving on. Finally, some tournament action. No, not yet. Not yet. Oh. House of Torture. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. The team of TMDK, Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, and Ichiban Sweet Boy, Kosei Fujita, uh, yeah, yeah. versus Evil Yujiro Dick Togo. Oh, the only thing that was interested or good in this match was Fujita. Yeah, Fujita's Ichi- great. Ichiban Sweet Boy. He's the sweetest boy. Let's go. I think, I think I found out a way to enjoy the House of Torture matches. I think if you skip the introductions, and then you skip what happens after the bell, yeah. and you don't watch the match, it's fine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we should try that. Yeah, okay. I think that's fine. So, uh, Evil wins. Yay. And uh, that's it? Yeah. Anyway. Poor Hobby. Timekeeper. Yeah. This, such a big hit in that match. Uh, every like, time, bigger than usual. He, but this, and he's been doing this for years, Evil. Knocking this fucking guy over. And you know what? Why? What are we, is there a payoff to this? Is Abe going to jump the railing and beat the fuck out of him or cost him a match? Never. No, just to keep doing the same shit. There's no payoff to any of this. Oh, it never goes anywhere. It never changes. It never evolves. It never becomes a story. They just continually do the same shit. If I was... Say I'm, I'm in a unit, right? I'm, I'm the sixth guy in just six guys. We get done. We're finishing our hair commercial. And you know, I go, <laughs> Hey, Taich, Sonata, Doki, I have an idea. How about whoever has a match, they go out first. And then all of us hang out with steel chairs. And then we beat the fuck out of the house of torture. And then we're done. And then we just let them have a match. How does no unit just fucking attack these guys and beat them into a ball yet? Um, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. If we have dog cages matches and handcuff matches, beat these men into oblivion. And it's not as if they have the skills to retaliate that much. No, they're all trash. <laughs> Let's be honest. Dick to go. Now, finally, <laughs> night two of block action in the World Tag League 2023. Finally. Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Nagata defeated by the CMLL team of Atlantis Junior and Soberano Junior. Woo-hoo. Atlantis Junior and Soberano Junior come out in matching gear and color, which for Evelyn and me is a big plus. Oh we love our matching God. gear on tag teams. Yes, and I have to say, big shout-out to Soberano Junior's Elvis-style one-piece suit with glitter. This doesn't look amazing. It was so good. Right? Oh my god, it looked so good. Viva Las Vegas, Viva Soberano. Las Vegas. He wore it better than Max Verstappen, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I think it was a good match. I think it was a good way to highlight the CMLL team. I think them picking up a win over Nagata and Suzuki makes sense. We had Soberano get a, uh, like a desperation crucifix pin on uh, Suzuki. And I think they, they did a good job of showcasing these guys' talent. I think they got a lot of good offense in. I think you see how these guys are going to work throughout their matches. And I think it's going to be... I think these guys are going to be matches that you, you watch. These guys are... They look like they're there to work. They look like they're there to leave an impression. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the tournament from these two guys. Me too. I can't wait for them to fight like a very energetic team yeah. like them. Like it's gonna be crazy. I when, mean, when they're gonna be against like a I monster know, sauce, a monster sauce team, it's or, gonna a, be or a Yuya Taichi, uh, yeah, or ELP Hikuleo. Oof, 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of teams I want to see them, you know... Exactly. Yeah, lock yeah. up with. Bring like, them that's on. The, this is a good tournament. Like, this is a good... I understand we're talking shit about House of Torture and the Rogue Army and stuff, but this is a good tournament. Yeah. Would I love there to be a couple substitutions? Yes. But I think on the whole, they did a good job of booking this tournament. I like the two blocks. I like the 16 teams. I think that... You know, you're never going to have exactly what you want from a New Japan tournament. There's always going to be a couple fucking dorks <laughs> that you wish weren't in the tournament. But I think as far as tag tournaments go, this has been the most compelling lineup um, in a long time. And yeah. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I like it too. So the CMLL tied of Atlantis Jr. and Sobrano Jr. walk away with two points. Next up, maybe my favorite team, Monster Sauce. <laughs> Lance Archer, Alex Zane. I told you from the get go. Defeat the Rogue Army. I love them. Lance is hilarious. He there's no young lion around the ring when he comes out. He was mad. So he's mad, and he goes backstage to try to find a young lion so he can beat them up just for fun, you know. I love it. I love the attitude. It's so funny. Does he have a new back tattoo every time we see him? I think his back tattoo. I think it's a magical ink that just takes over more of his body. <laughs> this man has... I like Lance Archer. He's a huge man. I've seen him in arenas. He's been incredibly kind to me. This man has awful tattoos. Yeah. Well, awful. It's, it's growing. He's from Texas. It's growing. Also, can I say, these two have a fucking incredible entrance video. They have a song. They have a monster have a song. sauce song And they also song have like, they, they have like a kaiju video where there's some woman be like, oh no, it's monster sauce. And they're like <laughs> knocking over like buildings and shit. Come on. That's tremendous. <laughs> so fun. I love that. I love that he had to hunt down young lions to hurt. The, I love the Godzilla intro video. I like that uh, Lance Archer will choke slam Alex Zane onto his opponents to prove a point. I wrote the same thing. I'm no, like, I, I think it's hilarious the fact that one of their tag moves <laughs> yeah. is for Archer to choke slam Zane into an opponent. <laughs> Why not? That's so good. I love it. I think that Jack Bonza, who's doing his first tournament match here, sadly gets completely overshadowed by Zane and Archer. Yeah, but I mean, the He's teaming with Bad Luck Folly. It's tough. It's going to yeah. be a team that's going to take the hits and going to take the no points. Yeah. He had some good... He had a cool submission move he did in the middle oh, yeah, of the match. Oh, yeah, he had a nice modified bow and arrow. Yes, he did. Like that. There was some big boy meat slapping throughout yeah, this whole absolutely. match. No, he worked really hard. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. I, I give him props for that. It's not going to be easy for him. And right now, he's doing a good job as, at supporting the team. Sure. Absolutely. So, Monster Sauce takes their first two points. Next up, Yuya and Taichi defeat the team of Suji and Zandokan Jr. Oof. Heatstorm versus Gene Blast. <laughs> They're yeah. really going at it from, from the start of A the match. A tale as old as time. They don't even care about the tag. I love it. I love They're it. They're just whatever. Well, you know, Chris Charlton built it on commentary the day before, and then they got into the ring, and they, you know, Suji is kind of being playful and fuck around because he pinned Yuya the last time they were in a tag match together and threw him out of the ring like a piece of trash. And Yuya wants his fucking blood. Yuya's like, get in the ring, you fuck. Stop mm. smiling, I'm gonna beat the fuck <laughs> out of you. And Suji's like, mm, do you want the pirate? Do you want the sexy pirate? And Yuya's like, you stand here, Gene Blast. And he's like, sorry, Heatstorm. I'm the sexy pirate. And the sexy pirate's like, yar, I have an eye patch. And Yuya's like, this is unacceptable. 
Zandokan Jr. worked a lot in that match. He looked great. I feel like he did three quarters of everything. And I'm I'm so happy because yes, this was a great. He looks great. Again, a great way to showcase him. That's true. He did have a match against Tai Chi. Apparently, beat the shit out of Tai Chi. The scars two, on his chest. Two days yes. ago, and the scars on his chest. And, and it's so funny because this guy comes out of nowhere, beats Tai Chi, and then in this match, he's like biting his toes through his yeah, boots. Yeah, 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 it's true. And tai Chi's like, who the fuck is, is he, this guy? Who the fuck is he biting my toes for? <laughs> but I think it's, I think Suji and Yuya, like I think Shota's doing well, but I think Yuya has like passed, I know we've been ragging on Ren Narita, but even a guy like <laughs> Yuya came back and immediately is showing more fire, more energy, more charisma, right? Helma, a hundred percent. Suji has all these little details that are lovely. Like, Suji will drag Yuya into the fucking crowd, beat the shit out of him, walk away, and then, like, take the time to, like, gently close the gate and lock it behind him. <laughs> Just a little dick move. And then he'll look right into the camera and have this giant smile, and you're like, this guy fucking gets it, man. <laughs> all these little moments that get picked up, all these energetic things, you're like, this guy's a fucking stud. Yeah. And I know that, you know... I, I love it. And I feel like this is a feud that's going to continue. They're going to pick up. You know, this, Yuya hasn't had a G1 feud, yet. This feud is going to go on forever for the next 20 forever. years. Forever. Well, just think about it. Think about it. Look at the last... So when the, you had the big Okada title reign, mm -hmm. right? For a big period of time, you had a very tight amount of world champions. You had Okada, AJ Styles, fucking Naito, Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Until 2020, where it kind of opened up a bit more. And guys like... Osprey, Shingo, you know, picked up their title. Evil for the first wins. Jay White. You know, Jay White had won in that, in that group. So that you can have a really competitive title picture with four or five really good heavyweights. So if you think about Suji, Yoda. Sorry, Suji, Shooter, Yuya, Yuya, and then a Gabe Kid. Those five guys could carry the next ten years of story. That's it. Then you know what I mean? You, someone else brings in. Kaito Kimiya comes in for a couple months. He gets a couple shots. Mm -hmm. They could build out this amount of time. And it I'm doesn't take this many guns. And I'm ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm already ready for it. Yeah. I can just imagine how good it's going to get. I'm excited. And, you know, if we you saw this, the Suji matches. You saw Shooter versus Osprey. These guys do have the skill mm -hmm. to pull it off. These yes. guys absolutely have the yeah, skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this match is kind of a, it's a little amuse-bouche <laughs> of what's going to happen later, you know? Yeah. Tai Chi beats Zandokan Jr. here with a black Mephisto. He's chopping the fuck out of everybody. They're beating the hell out of each other. Zandokan Jr., big chops, biting toes. He did this backdrop into a pile driver thing <laughs> that he just, like, did, like, what looked to be a normal backdrop and then spun on his heels and dropped somebody in a pile driver. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, also... Yeah. They had this... Zandokan Jr. worked his ass off in this match. I know he you mentioned did. it before. They had this thing where, where Yuya was on the outside. Suji put him on the railing and held him there. Yes. And then Zandokan dove through the ropes like a like a suicide dive and then landed like a splash while Yuya was lying on the top on of the, the railing. On the fence. On the railing. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. That looked so painful. I felt it in my balls and ribs <laughs> on the couch in Montreal. I was like, I, why? Who I felt it in your balls, too. And ribs. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, no, a wonderful match. I think a tremendous introduction to Zandokan Jr. Just five guys picks up two points. And good for them too. Taichi deserved it. He got beaten up by the guy before, so yeah. it was time for him to win, you know? Absolutely. I think it was it was a tremendous match. And the fact that Taichi 
pinned Zandokan. Zandokan means that there's still no Yuya Tsuji winner. Not yeah. yeah well, Yuya, Yuya hasn't had a singles match yet. That's it. He's only been in tag matches, right? Mm-hmm. So like, Tsuji came back and immediately like Sonata one on one, right? And he's had a bunch of singles matches and he hasn't been particularly successful. So I feel like they're keeping Yuya for something. Mm-hmm. Is his first singles match going to be what, the New Japan Cup? You know, we don't know yet. So I think they're keeping it, they're keeping tight to the vest, and I think it's smart that they didn't let all these guys come back exactly at the same time. True. So having Yuya hang around and impact for a couple more days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple bit, a month or two longer. Let them really offset, and let him come back after the G1. You're setting them up at different paces, so you can kind of pace the storytelling. So I think that was a very, very clever thing. I agree. Moving on to the main event. Champs versus champs. Something's gotta give. <laughs> we got Bishamon, which is the perfect Pokemon, by the way. Yep. Right? It evolves. Bishamon versus G-O-D, Gorillas of Destiny. So Yoshiashi and Goto versus E-L-P and Ikaleo. What'd you think? Uh, um, I, I think that was a great match. Mm-hmm. Because I love ELP and Ikuleo. Right. I've been an ELP fan for a long time. You know about that. You have the shirt. I have I have ELP as my daddy shirt. Yeah. I mean, this Canadian sweet boy is I'm on his side since the boot gate. Since boot gate, yeah, since the loaded boot. <laughs> since the loaded boot gate. And also ELP are my initials, so having an ELP as my daddy t-shirt made a lot of sense Absolutely. for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm all for him and I think he's great with Ecoleo. Um loved love the new robe that Godo came out and they have new gear Bishaman has new gear yeah all white oh Godo looked so good I was so happy for him and and Yoshiashi on the other hand <laughs> what the hell was that that looks like an old you know the cleaning boards where you oh yeah yeah like when you're in the people, bank of a river and yeah, you need to clean and like some old people west. play music on that oh shit it looks like an armor made of that it, it was I'm like nah I'm, spirit nah, Halloween nah uh, and next to Goto that looks like a million bucks yeah. of course uh, ELP and Ikuleo looking fly as usual I mean I just want to be their friends I want to hang out with them backstage this was a, a tremendous match. I liked it. I liked maybe the Yuya Taichi Suji Zandokan match a bit more. So I think in both of the two nights, the semi main event might have been better than the main event. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the B- Bishamon ELP Fent- uh, Hikuleo match, I think they all worked real hard. I think El Phantasma looked like a million bucks here. Again? I think he was just wants to work his ass off. I think he has something to prove. I think for him, this tournament is a big opportunity for yes him. i feel i am so happy for him after the being shunned from bullet club for having convictions and not going with the new guy uh and f- i felt bad for him the fact that he was alone he was trying to find himself and, yeah and then he found this new family and which is kind of his old family <laughs> which is kind of his old but it, they're all the guys that got booted out you know <laughs> and it, I, and it works it just works sure. for him and he takes that and he did he brought them to another level sure I also like the story and the element of the story where he goes from being 
a shitbag cheater in Bullet Club. Uh-huh. And now that he is turning over a new leaf and trying to do the right thing, he's struggling. He's not having success right away because he's so used to mm-hmm. low blows, cheating, shithousery. But now the fact that he has to do it by the book and he's trying to win these people over with just skill, he's not doing as well. And that's another part of his journey where he has to find a, find that another gear. He's already in another weight class, mm-hmm. and now he's adding to yeah. the difficulty by, I am not going to cheat anymore. He's got the fans on his side. They love him. Yeah. He loves them back, too. True. He gives a lot to the crowd. Um, he always did, but now it's even more heartfelt. Um, I mean... Yeah, it, it was great. Yoshiashi never quit the yelling. I mean, he's, he's a top yelling guy. Uh, I feel like there was a couple of... There was like at least two things that happened. At one point, Yoshiashi was dropped by ELP on his knee. Oh, the atomic drop. And and he just... I felt like he was screaming, My hole! The Nia Jax, my hole! My hole! At least two times in that match, people it. fell on their ass, and I felt oh. like they were screaming, Maho! Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I feel like <laughs> Bishamon has a wonderful tag team chemistry. They have a wonderful sense of moving someone out of the way, jumping in on an attack, uh, double teaming, and then dropping out of the ring. Uh, they always have this great fluidity, which I really enjoy watching in the tag team wrestling, which I find a lot of teams miss out on. Um, and I find like ELP and Hikuleo are like rapidly improving in that Um, a little bit of a surprise here ELP and Hikuleo walking away with the win I know I felt like it needed to happen though interesting if someone is gonna beat Bishamon to get that point yes to beat them in the end yeah it's gotta be them so you think this is a positive that shows that they're going far in the tournament yes ah, okay. I think ELP and Ikuleo like ELP was saying on the mic he wants to go to Tokyo Dome yeah I can see it happening well I think the, the aftermatch was really interesting you know Hikuleo just didn't say much uh, he said we are gonna win and we're gonna go to the Tokyo Dome and that was great and then ELP really just started fucking losing his mind and then these guys <laughs> ran into the crowd and started taking pictures with the fans, <laughs> putting their belt on everyone and wiping their sweat on towels like they're Tanahashi. Uh, and just really, and they milked it for like 45 minutes. Like this file could be an hour shorter. But yeah, these guys were just having the best time after their win. And I guess it's true. You beat the tag champs, you're going to celebrate, right? Of course. But I think everyone worked hard. I think it was a really, really good match. I think it was definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good night. Good night overall. I think we're having a good start to uh, World Tag League. I think the first two nights were very, very good. I'm happy about it. I can't wait to see uh, where it goes uh, next blocks. And uh, yeah, till the end. So B block is as follows. Soberano Jr., Atlantis Jr., Monster Sauce, Just Five Guys, and the Gorillas of Destiny all at two points. Babe, before we call it a night. Yeah. Who are your early standouts, World Tag League? Uh, Definitely, I said it. ELP Kuleo. Yep. That's my boys. Also, uh, love Monster Sauce. Monster Sauce, let's go. They're, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to win, but they're going to go far. I like it. And I do like Atlantis Jr. and Silverano Jr. Yeah. They're bringing something that other people are not bringing. I don't know. I like them. And I also like Zandokan Jr. I love my Lucha. I don't know. They're the fun. Yeah. Yeah, they were great additions. Fantastic Amania's coming early. <laughs> 
great. So, guys, that's been our coverage. Wait, wait, wait. What? Who are your standouts? I mean, I feel like I'm just going to repeat the things you said okay. more than anything. I think... I thought you were going for Yano and... No. And Ishii? Nah, I mean... I mean, as much as I love Tomohiro Ishii, this now Hall of Famer, but, um, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, if you've seen a Yano match, you've seen all the Yano matches. I know the slander because you, you love your Yano <sighs> But uh, for me, I think the Zandukan Suji, I can't get enough Suji, I'm a big Suji fan. Um, the Soberano Jr. in Atlantis are, are good, and I feel like they're going to probably get better the more we see them. Uh, I'm excited for Gates of Agony, I'm excited for just some fresh uh, matchups. So yeah, I think it's shaping up to be a very compelling tournament. I think there's a lot of through lines, I think there's some, a lot of interesting things that could happen here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I want to say shout out to everybody listening to the show today. Yeah. Thanks for sticking out with us. It was it's always a great pleasure to to do the pod the Super J cast. Uh, shout out to Joel and Damon, of course. Thank you for having us back. Thank you so much, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. I know this year has not been easy for you, uh, but you're 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 there, and you're always entertaining, and we love you. And that's it. Wow, what a kiss ass. Merci. Bye, everybody. <laughs>